Hi friend, do you ever need to create marketing materials easily? Whether you need to make flyers or artwork for your blog, your podcast, or any number of different things, check out Canva. Go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva. That's C-A-N-V-A. I've been using the free version of Canva for many, many years, and I recently upgraded to the pro version, and it's awesome. So go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva to learn more. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is about momentum, the power of momentum, what momentum is, how it works with our personal and professional lives, and how to get it going, how to really tap into the power of momentum and what it can do for you. I'm really excited about this episode. And uh, in case you're new to the show, I do this podcast while I'm driving. So if you hear some noises in the background, that's why. And I'll also take this opportunity to share with you a public service announcement. Please use your blinker when driving, your turn signal. It's common courtesy, it may be the law, and it is something that can easily increase flow for yourself and those around you, and it's free, so there's no darn good reason not to do it, and you should be able to do it on autopilot. If you've practiced it, or if you want to start practicing it, then you can start to use your blinker easily, even without thinking and it will signal to the world your intentions of where you are going in this world. So how cool is that? It's pretty cool. All right, friends. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk about momentum. So if we're talking about it in the scope of flow, there is a book that I don't quite recall the name of it, but it's a. I was talking about it recently with some really cool guys, I got a chance, I was out in Dallas a while back for a real estate investing boot camp, and I got the chance to hang out with a couple other investors, and we were talking about all sorts of neat things, and flow came up, and coincidence, and some other deep, fun, cool stuff, and we started talking about Napoleon Hill, and Think and Grow Rich, and uh, there's another book he wrote that is not nearly as famous as that book, and yet it's very, very cool. And he talks, and I think the title is something like um, The Devil's Secret or like how to, something with the devil in the title. And um, it's a, it was a very controversial book. In fact, he never published it while he was alive. And he put in his will that he did not want it published until many years after his wife had died. Like him and his wife were both already died, dead, I believe was the the way he put it. So um, because he didn't want it, it was so controversial, he didn't want it to be published in his lifetime. And he didn't want the repercussions of it to affect any, you know, his his wife either. So very interesting book. And it talks about, his beliefs on this idea of whatever we're doing, whatever kind of habit we have, how if it's a good habit or a bad habit or whatever, it, it picks up momentum. And the devil is going to, as he puts it, you know, is trying to 
get you to kind of fall into this sleepwalk, this where this gravity, this momentum keeps you going along this same path. And the longer you go down that path, in a sense, the easier it is to stay on the path. And so if you want to make change with anything, it gets harder the longer you wait because, you know, you're getting sucked into this kind of gravitational pull of this thing. And he goes into a lot more depth about it and how it works and what he thinks it is. And it was a really fascinating book. And so this idea of momentum, um, I, I recently read another book called Good to Great by Jim Collins. I've been talking a little bit about one of his other books I finished recently, but this book, he talks about this idea of a of how companies go, you know, he takes some companies that he, him and his, his team of researchers, they find companies that went from being just a good company to becoming a great company, and they compared it with other companies who started off in the same exact place and never became great or never could maintain great. And what were the differences? What were the defining factors that really made one company become great and the other not? And so one of the big concepts was this idea of a giant flywheel and this momentum picking up over time. It did not happen. It was. It, it turned out it wasn't like one defining moment. Like here in the U.S., much of our media and uh, you know news and the things that we see on TV are kind of these defining moments in a company's history. Like, oh, you know, now Apple and Steve Jobs are launching this the podcast, the iPod, and it's revolutionizing the world, and that's you know why they're so successful and blah blah. And it's like, well, that wasn't the only thing that they came out with and it was you know it, it it wasn't even one of their biggest sellers it was just this tiny little fringe product kind of almost and so so they talk about how these great things did not happen overnight but in fact were it was a bunch of little things that would add up to the momentum over time and that was once they hit a certain speed or pace the momentum would start carrying them through and it took less and less effort in a sense to get that momentum going because now they had it. So that's kind of uh, one of the big ideas today too is how little activities add up over time. And there's a saying at the company where I work where we teach real estate investors to invest and grow their business. This idea that of a uh, it's a marathon and not a sprint. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So that's a really, I think, a really important concept too because when we are trying to build something long-lasting, something of significance, sometimes it takes a while. And if it's if you've ever done anything entrepreneurial or even just, uh, you know, in a relationship, a long-term relationship where you're trying to raise kids or there's so many things that this applies to where it's not a one-time, hey, pass or fail kind of successful or failure event. It's like a something that goes on over time. And so how do we develop skills or habits that make it better over time, that improve it, that add up to something greater than the whole? And if we can pay, if we can break 
down the big picture goal into those smaller, more actionable pieces that we can attack on a daily or weekly basis, then those little things while we're doing them may not seem so important or so great or awesome, but over time they add up into something that is. That's kind of the idea. So we often say it's a marathon, not a sprint, to remind ourselves, hey, yeah, you didn't get all these things done on your to-do list that you wanted, but you got these one or two things done, and it's a marathon, not a sprint, so it's okay, you, you know, that you didn't do it all today, because these things are now done, and now you get to go into the next thing, and then the next thing's after that, and so on and so forth, forever and ever, or at least until you hit your goal. So there's one other uh, really exciting thought that just flew out of my mind. What was it? Marathon, not a sprint, and momentum. Okay, well, we'll I'll say this other one that it wasn't the real one, but it's important too. Celebrate all wins. Kind of this idea of, hey, whenever you have one of these little wins, even if it's not the big one, like, hey, I, here's my big goal. It's really exciting. It's super ambitious. It gets me all fired up, and yet I didn't hit it. Gosh darn it. Well, maybe when you look at the big goal, you realize at some point, hey, to get to this big goal, I have to do this other thing first. Oh, then, but in, before I can do that thing, I have to do these three other things. And then before you know it, there's 50 things lined up before you get to that one big thing. Or those are all steps in the process. So each one of those little steps, if you're knocking those things out on a consistent basis, maybe not as fast as you like, but you're still making progress, well, great. It's important to take a moment to celebrate those. Why? Because they come and go with the quickness if we're not aware of it. And we can get down on ourselves if we're not taking a moment to reflect on our past wins and to really celebrate them. So that's kind of part of the the big picture with momentum here too is that once once we get going with the momentum it's it, it takes a lot to get going with the momentum right if we think in terms of habit and I've done a, a bunch of podcast episodes on habit and I'd highly encourage you to check those out I think it's really an important thing and it, it does tie into flow a lot because once because when we have habits that we already know cold which I guess is kind of the definition of a habit, right? Something we do habitually even without thinking. So those are things I think that we can easily get into flow states, whether we're aware of it or not. So for instance, I'm driving, but I'm not really focused that much on driving. Most of it is automated. I'm on autopilot. I'm also in kind of a semi-trance flow, head state, mind flow as I call it, as I podcast. It's not so much that I'm trying to think too, too hard about driving because I'm focused on what I'm saying, but I'm also not thinking too, too hard about what I'm saying. I've got the intent. I'm clear on my intent, which is to share this concept of momentum. And then I try to quiet the mind and let the mind flow say the important things that that I want to build on. Sometimes my mind engages and it's more ego and more, you know, that kind of side of it. And then other times I'm able to get out of my own way and say things that are hopefully a little bit more in flow and meaningful, important. So 
right. All right. Now, as we have momentum on this topic of momentum, let's discuss what happens when we are stuck or plateaued. So when we are feeling like we are at a plateau or stuck with something, do you have a method, a strategy, a technique, a trick to help yourself get unstuck? Or is it something where, no, Winston, if we had a trick or a method to become unstuck, then we wouldn't have plateaus. Okay, that's fair. Maybe you've got one, but it doesn't always work. Well, there's a few things I find that help me. One being finding a book or a program or a video that teaches me some new things. So, for instance, jujitsu. I've felt pretty stuck for a while. I got a promotion a while back to Purple Belt, maybe a couple months ago now, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and yet I feel now that I've been kind of plateaued. I only train once, uh, maybe a couple times a week, actually two days a week, and um, not I haven't been learning a whole, whole heck of a lot lately, and uh, so what did I do? I've started making some, some plans because I felt kind of plateaued, and I realized, well, what kind of things helped me to really take it to the next level in the past. What things that made me feel like, yes, I'm learning rapidly. Yes, I'm crushing it and I'm making good progress. And I realized for me, I like to develop a habit around practicing uh, techniques while I'm watching TV. So at night, Elaine and I have an hour or two where we kind of chill out. We watch some TV together. And during that time, I don't like to just watch TV. I like to always also generally be working on something else. Usually I'm on the floor stretching or doing jujitsu on a uh, grappling dummy that I made. So this grappling dummy, to work on the new things that I want to work on, I need to build feet onto it. And this is, I want to point out, this is not an overnight thing. I've been working on this dummy for years, literally three, maybe four years since I've started working on it and it's not been an overnight success it's been uh okay now i got you know this arm built okay now a couple months go by and finally i get the next arm built and then maybe months and months go by before i got the this part built so it's taken me years i have been working on it consistently the whole time because i have a job and you know kids and all these other things but i chip away at it right and so the progress is there and i'm trying to get momentum and it's actually you know, just carried me through over the, the years as it's gotten closer and closer. But now I want to work on ankle locks, foot locks, heel hooks, all these kind of things. And so my dummy needs some feet. So what do I do? Well, last weekend, I made it out to the hardware store and I bought the materials. Actually, that was two weekends ago already. Gosh darn. See, it flies by, friend. That's kind of the, the trick of the thing, too. It's like I've got these other activities and I don't get to do the thing I want to do. But guess what I did do this weekend? I cleaned out the garage. So I finally made some space to be able to work in there again, to be able to have enough space to lay down and play with the darn dummy. So it might be a week, a week at a time where I get to put one hour in to make progress on that particular project. And sometimes it frustrates the heck out of me and I get, you know, I get down about it. It's like, shoot, the darn garage been months where it's been pretty much unusable i can't you can't even walk through it because it's got so much junk all over the darn place right 
So this weekend, I finally was able to chip away some more, and then I could see the floor. Yay! And so what do I do? I put up the mats quickly, <laughs> try to reserve that space before it fills up again. But I know there's a good chance that, you know, any moment, some influx of junk could come in and wipe out my work. So I have to move quick. So then I also, you know, have to get the dummy, you know, if I make a little bit of progress every day on the dummy, get to the point where he's done, I can bring him in the house during the TV time and start practicing those um, techniques that I want to practice. And that's like found time for me, right? Because watching TV, although I, I do find that there's value in relaxing and hanging out and just vegging for a while, it's also time where I could be doing something else that doesn't require any mental energy or maybe a little bit at the beginning until I get the momentum going. Boom. And then what? Then it's a flow state. Then I'm on muscle memory. I don't have to think about it. It's automatic. And that's where I want my jujitsu to be anyway. I want it to be where it's flowing and I don't have to think about it. Well, how do I get there? Well, I've got to have a lot of repetition. Repetition, doing the same thing over and over and over. And that is where I'm making up this time. That's where these little things over the, so if I, some people come into jujitsu and they, you know, they're white belts, which means they're just starting off and they may have done other things, you know, other martial arts or played other sports or they just think they're, you know, generally a, a strong person or, you know, they could fight well or whatever. And a lot of times folks come in and then they start training, you know, they give it a try and they get their butts kicked, you know, even by guys that are smaller. Like I was w going with a, a guy and, um, you know, he probably had 50 pounds on me, you know, and, um, you know, bigger guy and, uh, but didn't know any technique or strategy or anything. So we were just going and, um, you know, it's kind of tapping him out and he, it's kind of a, like a shock sometimes for people like, well, like I'm trying so hard and you're not hardly trying and you know, what's going on here. It's like, well, I've been doing this for five years and so of course kind of thing, right? And then it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess so. But this idea of the – that they're going to get good. Like, I think people start and they think they should be good right away, right? Or they're going to learn really fast. They're going to learn all these moves. And they don't always realize, well, you know, those of us that have, like, colored belts, blue belts, purple, brown, and, you know, black, we've been doing it for years, it's, you know, it – it adds up. You get that momentum, and it's not an overnight thing. It's not a thing that you notice right away usually. Sometimes it is. You have, like, bursts of improvement, right? But over the long haul, you also have these plateaus, these long, these hopefully not long stretches, but these stretches where it seems like you're not progressing at all. And so in the big picture, though, it's just part of the part of the process. you got to be able to last long enough and have the momentum carry you through those plateaus until you hit that next growth spurt. So that's kind of the idea here is being able to zoom out and see, okay, yeah, maybe I'm plateaued right now, but that doesn't mean I won't ever get better again, right? Uh, it's just right now I don't seem to be improving very much. And even then, celebrate all wins. What are the little things I was able to do to push my game forward? Well, maybe on the mat, it doesn't feel like I'm doing a whole lot, but hey, I was able to work on this thing that I know adds to my skills. If I build into this grappling dummy if I clear space to be able to practice more at home uh, in the off hours I know that these things will add to my game I know that they will improve my skill and I'll get those reps in that otherwise I wouldn't and as the weeks fly by you know I'm not thinking about jujitsu all the time believe it or not 
despite what some people might think. I think about it a lot. Uh, but in between the times I'm actually on the mat, this idea that uh, I'm still making these little steps, these baby steps, makes it, it builds a solid foundation so that when I am on the mat, I have that much more momentum going and working for me. So what kind of things can you put in momentum for you? They may not seem to be directly related. Maybe you got to sharpen the old saw, as they say, sharpen the axe, right? Read a book or two on your topic. Maybe you could watch videos on your topic. Maybe you're um, joining chat groups or forums about these things that you want to improve on. So all these different ways that are maybe not seemingly directly related to the thing you want to improve, but they add up, right? Maybe if you're trying to do a marathon or you do marathons, you want to improve your time. Maybe you can't always run someplace because you don't have the time, but you could ride your bike. And that would be like cross training, right? Or you could go swimming. Whatever it is, you know, thinking about these things and how they add to that bigger picture and using that as a way to maintain your momentum is kind of the big takeaway, the last one for today. So go out and crush it, friend. Get going. Keep it going. Build that momentum so that you can flow through it. And until next time, be flowing. Well, thanks for listening, friend. By the way, do you have a story that you would like to share with other flowers? Maybe you'd like to put it in a book. Well, go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club and learn how you can publish your own book or become a published author in the Find Your Flow book series. Simply go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club, all one word, and be sure to join the free Facebook group while you're at it. Thanks, friend. And until next time, be flowing.